This is the Family Second Program. How you doing? Welcome everybody. That's right. It's good times this week. That's right. It's good times week. That's right. Which means it's family dynamics week. You just heard my older daughter. She's 14 years old. A freshman. Yes, the tears are already coming. But guess what? It is family dynamics week. And we want to welcome everybody here. I know you've never heard of that. It's our first time ever doing it. So uh, just sit back, relax, enjoy. It's going to be short and sweet today. Just teaching you what the Bible says about family and about the dynamics in family. Now, I want to thank, before I get into anything today, I want to thank everybody that has been listening, um, that has turned me on, uh, turned this ministry on, and have, have listened and want, want to learn. I know last week I said I want I was going to continue um, talking about the man's call to greatness, but I felt the God calling me to get into this week of family dynamics. We're going to learn what dyna- dynamic is, and, and, and actually every month um, I will have a week like like this where I just go through uh, what the Bible says about family and teaching you something about uh, what uh, why God created the family unit and what he created the family unit for. So I want to thank everybody for listening again. Those of you that have written in, those of you that have contacted me with encouraging words, I just want to thank you. I want to take the time to, out to say uh, bless you. Uh, you have blessed me so much with listening and your words of encouragement. Uh, some of you have written in and said, uh, um, when am I going to hear your wife? Uh, well, you know, pretty soon she's going to be on here. And actually my uh, daughter, my uh, 14-year-old daughter, she'll be on here soon too, answering some questions for uh, the teenage millennial generation. That's right. Um, so, so be, be, be prepared for that. Uh, that's coming soon. And uh, we'll have a lot going on here to teach you and encourage you as a family to rise up above what the world wants you to believe, what the world has bombarded you with and, and put you down with. And guess what? God wants to lift you up. God's word wants to lift you up and lift up your family because he has created you as an individual inside of a family unit to, uh, to, to take the gospel, to look like him, to encourage others to look like him, to teach your sons and your daughters and, and those around you to look like Jesus and to be Jesus to a dying world. So that's why we're here. That's why I'm here. I'm teaching the word, and that's why I want you to listen and be encouraged. Um, I'm not one to uh, to uh, be here and say I know everything. I don't, and I, I'm learning so much just by studying the word and what it says about family and what we need to do as a family. That it challenges me to be a better father. It challenges me challenges me to be a better parent, uh, to bless my children, um, to uh, pray for them uh, every day, to pray for my wife every day, to encourage her. Uh, to lift her up, uh, you know, and we're going to really be learning about some of those things. So I just want to th- say that to thank everybody for listening. Continue listening. Uh, please share it with people that you know. Please share it. Uh, listen to, with uh, your family. Listen with your dad, your father, your mother, your your cousin, your crazy Uncle Larry. You know, I know he's out there. All right. So just uh, so just do that. Uh, but yes, it is a family dynamics week. Make sure you also rate it too, and just let me know. Right in. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you want to learn and what you need in this life because I'm here to equip. I'm here to give you an encounter and I'm here to help you activate what you learn through the Word of God. So that's why we're here today. But this week is Family Dynamics Week. And what is a Family Dynamics Week? What, you know, a dynamic, it, it, what, I looked it up in the dictionary, and a dynamic is uh, are the motivating and driving force, physical or moral, in any field. So that's what, guess what? 
what? Every month I'm going to go through a family dynamic where what is your driving force? What is your motivating factor inside your family? You know, I believe that uh, I, I love, I'm very charismatic. I'm very, you know, loud sometimes. I like, you know, when I get on stage or when, I, uh, when I'm in front of people, I'm very, you know, driven and uh, funny and excited, you know. And I believe excitement, I believe enthusiasm is the fuel for the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I, I bet you, parents, I bet you, fathers, that you get if you get excited about doing some of these things, like praying for your children, like uh, you know, doing things that you haven't done with them, they never done with them before, um, you know, like t- taking them out to, for a catch or taking them swimming or or spending actual time with them, reading, maybe even reading the Bible in front of them, and you're excited about it. I believe that is fuel, just like a fuel in a car, that is 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 the fuel for the Holy Spirit to work. You know, enthusiasm. Remember that enthusiasm. Write it down if you need to. Okay, and you can use it. I don't care. Enthusiasm is the fuel for the Holy Spirit. So remember that. So our dynamics uh, in each family are different. Each family is different. The, each culture of family is different, and every every family has a different dynamic. So remember, a dynamic is the motivating or, or driven force. In any family, what is your driving force? I want you to think about that right now. What is your family's driving force? It might, you know, sometimes, you know, it might be sports. It might be, um, you know, you like music together. You like to make music, you know, uh, you know, you have instruments all around your house and you just like to sit down and, 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 you know, sing together and play the guitar or piano together. Uh, you might uh, have a tradition that you do each year, uh, going somewhere and that is your driving force each year to do that. Um, what is your driving force? Do you have one, you know, or, or, or is it just, you know, you, I'm just a mediocre family and, and I don't, I do nothing. Well, Let's think about that this week as we go through our family dynamics. I'll be coming from the word from Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. I'm going to read that real quick to you. And then I'm going to go through some things real quick, real short and sweet this week about how God has created us. And so Ephesians 5, 21 through 33 says, And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Whoa. To make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as glorious as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Husbands, I hope you're listening. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And and we are members of his body. Verse 31, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. I like how some of the other versions say cleave, leave, and cleave. You know what I'm saying? All right. Very scriptural, very, very, very holy there. This is a great mystery. Verse 32, but it is... An illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife's wife must respect 
her husband. Well, the family dynamic this week, what we're going to be talking about is marriage involves a relationship of mutual Submission. That word submission has been thrown around throughout uh, media, throughout um, uh, through talk, and and everywhere around this country and the world. Uh, it, it's it's kind of become a bad word. Uh, but Christ, uh, but Paul uses it here as something that we should actually uh, know and, and and do in this life. Because the first verse he uses in verse twenty one, it says, "And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ." That's the first. Uh, scripture he uses talking about everyone. Before he talks about the husband, before he talks about the wife, before he talks about the kids, he talks about everybody. Everybody. It says, submit to one another out of reverence, reverence for Christ. All believers are called to live in mutual submission to one another. This applies in a unique way, guys, to the husband and wife relationship. That's right. The husband and wife in relationship. But let me tell you something. You heard that song at the beginning, uh, Good Times. That's right. There was a TV show a couple of uh, years ago. Actually, it was a long time ago. Okay. All right. Um, called Good Times. And you know what? There's this guy on there that, that would come up and say, Dynamite! <laughs> That's right. Dynamite. Now, I believe through the dynamics that we uh, have in our family, that when the family is functioning in the right way from the head, all the way to the bottom, God calls it dynamite. That's right, dynamite. That's right, and we want to live a dynamite life and have a dynamite family. So that's why we want to learn all of these family dynamics uh, as we go through them and, and learn what the scripture says. So it says the wife is called to submit. Now that word has been thrown around and, and, and it's become a bad word, but God uses it here as a good word. It says the wife's called to submit to her husband as to the Lord, to respect, uh, to regard what, you know, what the word submit is actually means to regard and to deeply care for him. All right. Actually, uh, it means just like, uh, the husband should be in all of Christ. The wife should be in all of the husband and reverence him. Now, this points toward her serving her husband, honoring him and edifying him and actually building him up. And her attitude, according to this terminology, as to the Lord is to be one of highest esteem and regard. Now, listen to this, man. Here's what I want, here's what I want you to get. Now, in, in, in a matching, even more. And initiating, and that's a big word right there. Now, that's what I want you to write down, uh, men, if you're listening today. I want you to write down the word initiate, okay? And initiating and leading way, a, the husband is called to, it says it right there in the scripture, to lay down his life for his wife. To lay down his life for his wife. What? Yes. If, if he loves his wife like he says he does, and just like Christ laid his life down for the church, as a husband should model that, he should be, he should be willing to lay down his life for his wife. He is to say, and this is what I want you to get. I don't want you to write, I want you to write this down if you can. All right. Or you can just, you know, rewind it, rewind it. Rewind it. All right. Okay. Again and again. And I want you to get this word, this, this sentence right here. He is to sacrifice his own interest in order to enhance hers. Yes. He is to sacrifice his own interest in order to enhance hers. His role is to nourish and to cherish. That's right. 
He is to cherish. And in this way, each marriage partner contributes to bringing the other to their full potential. I have a question for the men. I have a question for the women. I have a question for anybody out there that's just listening Okay, to me. Do you want your partner, your your wife, your husband, your sons, your daughters, your uh, anybody that you uh, talk to in your family, do you want them to reach their full potential? You know what? As a, as a father, as a husband, I want uh, everybody in my family, my wife, my, my sons, my daughters, I want them to reach their full potential in everything they do. And if that means me laying down my life, if that means me some, you know, uh, uh, sacrificing some things of my own interest, of my, of what I like to do and what I desire, then so be it. Because that's how much love Christ had for you and for me and for the church that he laid down his own interest to come to this earth and sacrifice himself for us. So that is a model of how we should be in our family. And husbands, I tell you something, I've said this before, that when we stand before God, it's not going to be uh, the wife or, or the sons or daughters that God's going to ask, um, uh, how, how, what did you do with your family? He's going to ask the husbands. He's going to ask the men. He says, where's your family? Where are they at? Where's the ones that I gave you responsibility for? And he's going to look at us men. He's going to ask that question. So men, I challenge you to write that word down. Initiate. Write it down everywhere. Write it down in every room. Put it. Put a piece of paper in every room. And, and that, it makes you remember the word initiate. Because it's our responsibility to initiate the things that happen in our family. If we want to make it better, if we want to make a better life for our family, for our kids, we should be the one to initiate those things. It's very important that we do that, man. So remember today what I've read to you about initiating, about the husbands sacrificing their own interest in order to enhance your wife's interests. Remember that today, and I want you to take that, and I want you to pray about it. I want you to go before the Father and ask, what do I need to do as a husband? What do I need to do as a wife? What do I need to do as a son, as a daughter? What do I need to do as a single person to get what this ha what, what God has for me in this life, that I lay down my own interest for others? Because that's what greatness is. That's what I talked about last week. What greatness is, 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 is becoming what God, our full potential in God and what we do for others. So remember that this week. And as I remembered, as I was writing stuff down for this, I remembered how this became, you know, fully aware in our lives as, as, as we've been married for over 18 years. It'll be 19 years in December, December 20th, uh, that we'll, my wife and I, Davina, will be married. And, uh, you know, uh, early in marriage, you know, uh, we we tried for a long time to have children. We tried not a long time. We tried for probably for two years, a little over two years, uh, to have our first little girl, Isabella. That's right, that you heard at the beginning of this. Um, and I remember just uh, going through that time and uh, her being tested and me being tested and <laughs> you know different things happening and and, and different things we were going through. Um, and, and even us going through foster uh, parent uh, classes, you know, since we couldn't have kids, we thought, let's just be foster parents. Let's, 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 let's look in, into adopting uh, and uh, just praying about that and believing God had a miracle for us. I know some of you are out there and you're believing God for a miracle in your fam family to change things around, to turn things around. Uh, and there's some things that we have to do as a person, as an individual to make those things. You know, we trust in the Lord. We trust in his word. We trust that he will take care of us. But sometimes we have to step out in faith 
and do some things that God has called us to do. And I remember in the year 2000 that we went on a mission trip to Nicaragua. We went to an awesome ministry called King's Castle uh, that, that uh, ministered to children on the streets um, and different areas. And I remember during that time, um, Nicaragua had just had a, a huge hurricane and, and a lot of places there were damaged and destroyed. And we would go to these little villages and we would do our program, our children's program, and we would pray for people. And, and I remember uh, uh, just, just going through that time and waiting on the Lord. And, and even there in Nicaragua, you know, uh, just, just the tension and the frustration of, uh, of wanting children. Uh, was still there, even when ministering. And, and believe me, if you see ministers, they still have that in the back of their minds of that, of, 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 if they're going through frustrations and times of turmoil, they still have that, but they still want to minister. And we were there ministering. And, um, I remember we were, we were, um, in a village that had been destroyed by hurricane, by the hurricanes and the rains and, and everything. And, and uh, we began praying for people. And there's this little boy, two-year-old boy, uh, that was blind. And you could tell by his eyes. And you could tell by the glaze over his eyes. It was a white glaze. And my wife uh, began praying for him. Uh, just praying that God would heal him. God uh, would take this glaze off of his eyes. Because we believe in prayer. We believe in the healing power of God and the Holy Spirit. And we believe that God, God does miracles to this day. And as she be, as she prayed, she prayed and and she finished her prayer up and uh, and you know and we hugged the family and hugged the little boy and and uh, after a few minutes uh, the dad came up to us and said hey uh, look and we were like what and hit the white glaze was gone it was just gone and uh, and the dad began doing things with the, with his young his son that he had never done before. He was, he was responding to things and doing things that the dad was doing. And the dad was, uh, saying through his Spanish that, that he had never done this before. And it, it was a miracle. And, uh, through that miracle, it was, it was awesome. I still remember to this day, uh, uh that how God had used my wife, uh, 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 through that miracle, uh, praying uh, for that little boy and him, his eyes being opened that, you know, our eyes were opened. Our faith was built up. Our, uh, the things that the Lord has for us, you know, we were, we were ready to give up. We were ready to, you know, to give up and, uh, you know, but I believe that the miracle is in the waiting. The miracle was in the waiting. And a year later, a year later, um, my wife uh, became pregnant. She became pregnant, and we found out in April sometime, and in December, December 27th, our little girl was born. And I believe uh, through that, through how God encouraged us through our faith and through our prayers, and through just showing us how He heals and how He delivers, that the miracle is all in the waiting. And I know some of you are waiting out there for a miracle, and I believe God is going to help you, and God is going to encourage you through this. And through uh, everything that is said here, that he has a miracle for you. So as, as we have in our, our encounter here, if you're out there, and, and I just encourage you to send in your prayer request. If you have any prayer requests, we can uh, pray with you, believe with you, that God has something special in store for your family and for you. So through this, just 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 send your prayer request in. But right now, I want to pray for you individually, and whatever God ha speaks to me, I'll speak out forth that that He has something special 
in store for you. So, Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for every individual listening to this podcast. Lord God, I know it's recorded, but I know and I believe that, that you know, there's no time for you. God, there's no time, God, in your world, <laughs> you know, that you can put things in, in my head, in my mind to pray forth and people will receive what they're looking for and what they need from you. So I just pray for those individuals in a family that, that is seeking you, that don't know uh, where to find you. God, send someone to them. Send this podcast to them, Lord God. They hear your word and they receive and they go find a church. They go find a minister or go find a counselor they can talk to to restore their marriage. Lord, to get back, Lord, what, what, what they have lost, the years they have lost. And Lord, thank you for teaching us, God, that, that a man needs to be responsible, God, for his family. He needs to be responsible. And just like Christ loved the church, that he needs to love Christ and he needs, to love, he needs to love his family. So I just pray for the men out there that are listening, the men that need encouragement, the men that uh, want to go forth and conquer. Lord, let them help them conquer the enemy and, and, and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against their family. Because you've given us the keys. You've given us those keys that, that are authority in Christ to take uh, leadership, to take the head of our family. And be what you've called us to be. So, Lord, I just pray for every individual, the mother, the father, the son, the daughter, God, the grandparents, the, the aunts, the uncles, Lord, that are out there that are seeking uh, something different, something in you. God, I just pray, give them what they need today, Lord. And let them realize, Lord, that, that as they wait on you, let them rest in your presence. Let them rest in your love. And we thank you for that because the miracle is in the waiting. And thank you for that word today. In Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Well, I didn't hear you. Everybody say it. That's right. Amen. And amen. I tell you what, uh, as we go today, I want to give you a little activity to do. That's right. No jumping jacks, no push-ups. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, no squats, thrusts. Thank you, CrossFit. All right. For that. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> no kettlebell swings. That's right. Anyway, uh, but I want to give you an activity so you can activate your faith. You know, uh, as I read chapter five of Ephesians in chapter six, and we're going to go through uh, that because I love Ephesians five and six because it goes through the, 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 the steps of a family as we go through the father and the mother and then the children it goes to the slaves and the master, you know, the workers and bosses. And uh, then it gets into the full armor of God. I love how Paul puts it like that. If you never heard, heard what the full armor of God is, um, it's an awesome thing that you need in your family. And you know, as we get to adults, we can, we can dress ourselves. I hope, I hope all, all of you out there that, that you in the morning, make sure you leave with pants on and, or, you know, or a shirt. Um, don't go out to your work shirtless. You might get fired. Uh, but I know you like, you know how to get dressed. Well, you know, as we have children, you know, those of you out there have children, you know, you have to dress your kids in the morning usually if they how young it depends on how young they are and as they get older they can you know start dressing themselves because they learned how to dress themselves because you dressed them when they were younger well you know what some a lot of us have learned in church the, about the armor of god about the breastplate of righteousness, about the the helmet of salvation, about the the feet shod with the uh, of peace with peace and we've learned uh, these uh, these weapons of our warfare, you know, that, that we think that are for defense, but actually they're for offense. They're there to advance the kingdom of God. And here's the thing. We, we kind of expect our children to learn this thing, learn this on their own, but it's actually our responsibility to dress them as they're young, 
to put on the armor of God, to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I say, here, here you go, put this on. And they're like, what, what you talking about, mom? Uh, you going a little crazy? No, I need you to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Here you go, I'm putting it on you right now. I want you to put the helmet of salvation and teach them what that is. Put on, put on those shoes uh, of peace. And we need to teach them that this is this is to resist the enemy as they go out into the world, uh, and as they 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 come in contact with the world, we have to dress them. So that's your activity this week. I want you to go. I want you to read chapter six of uh, Ephesians. Learn uh, all the full armor of God uh, about the shield of faith. Uh, to stop the fiery arrows of the devil, put on the, the salvation helmet, all right, the sword of the spirit, that's right, which is the word of God. Teach them that and dress them in it. That is your activity. That as, as their children, they can't dress themselves right now. You have to dress them. So I want you to dress them this week. Okay, all right, I know it sounds kind of weird, but no, it's not. I want you to dress them. I want you to teach them what the uh, what the armor, full armor of God is. And as you do that, pray over them. Pray over them. Plead the blood over their lives. That God will protect them. God will uh, honor them and bless them as they go out into this world and have them look like Christ. As they're dressed in the armor, they're looking like Christ. That's right. They're looking like Christ, and I want you to do that. That's your activity this week, so make sure you do it, okay? Make sure uh, it's your homework. I want you to write in and tell me how you how you, how you, how you how it went and uh, some of the crazy looks you got from your kids. I want, <laughs> I want pictures, all right, pictures of the crazy looks that you got from your kids and everything. Really, send those in. Send, send me some things that, that have encouraged you that maybe you want to hear about, and uh, I want to put them on the air uh, on this podcast because people are listening. People want to learn. People want to be encouraged. Encouraged. Uh, people hear too many uh, things in the in the media, and hear too many things discouraging in this world, and they're put they're taking up causes that you know really uh, they it's not worth dying for. You know the only cause worth dying for is the cause of Christ, and I want I want you to give that I want to give that to you this week. That please don't lay down your life for some causes that that this this, this world wants you to lay down your life for. That they want to argue about. The only cause to really lay down your life for is the cause of Christ and what his word says. So be encouraged in that. Be encouraged with everything that's, that's going on. Like, take it, Go to our website as, as we end this today and uh, just look at what we have. And it's not very much. It's under construction. We want to put more on there as, as uh, people give and as people partner with us. If you want to partner with us, just email us at philip at familysecond.org or davina at familysecond.org. That's on the website. If you want to give and donate to us today and be a partner with us, you can do that. Go to our website and find our address at P.O. Box 59224, San Antonio, Texas, 78259. Or you can just press the donate button there on the website. We, we would love for you to give today. Our, our next step in uh, furthering this ministry is to cut, become a fully fledged 501c3 nonprofit so we can uh, do this and encourage people wherever we go with conferences and Bible studies and books and and uh, videos and podcasts. So just just pray for us. Pray that this uh, furthers and uh, we can further this to encourage and strengthen families together. 
to to let people know what the family was created for. And that's why we're here. We want to thank you. Remember the family dynamic this week. A dynamic is the driving force in your family. So learn what your driving force is this week. And also remember to dress your kids in the full armor of God. We love you. We thank you for listening. My wife loves you. My kids love you. We all love you for listening. Always remember that this is a pea shells Diva Divine Four Shells production. And we want to thank you all for listening. It is good times when the Lord's in it. So peace out.